Philippians chapter 4, I'm going to continue this message. And today, the message would be entitled, The Highest Level of Peace. The Highest Level of Peace. Philippians 4 and verses 1. I want to welcome all of you who are here. I see uh, Brother Parmanan and his wife, Mabel. We welcome you. Raise your hands at the back there. Amen. Amen. And I see uh, our, our members from Virginia, uh, Brother Tony and his beautiful wife. Where is your hands? Amen. Just slip in. They slip in once a month. Amen. And I welcome all of you who are here today. Thank you so much. Philippians 4 and 1. Therefore, my brethren, dearly beloved and long for my joy and my crown, so stand fast in the Lord, my dear beloved. I beseech. I beseech Erudius and beseech Sinch that they be of the same mind in the Lord. And I entreat you, the also true yoke fellow, help these women which labored with me in the gospel, with Clement also, and with other my fellow laborers whose names are in the book of life. Now, this is where my lifting of Texas come in. Here are the Aspects that takes you to the highest level of peace. Number one, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Not rejoice when it's good. It says rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Number two, let your moderation be known unto all men. Or let your gentleness be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand the Lord is very close to you then the third thing to unleash the next highest level of peace be careful for nothing don't run into everything with all types of things but in everything by prayer and by supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be made known unto God. And then this was the text last week that I told you about how to deal with that. And then it, it, it now tells you, and then the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Now turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, I am looking... For the highest level of peace. Not a regular peace, but a peace that passes understanding. Amen. I'm looking for that today. I'm looking for that. And then tell your neighbor, neighbor, it is attainable. Amen. And you're going to have it. Somebody shout hallelujah. Now, Father, thank you today that you are in the business of giving us the next level of peace in our soul. In Jesus' name we pray. You may be seated. Amen. There's a song that talks about peace. Amen. Y'all don't get me started I'm singing together. I'm like a bird today. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. When, when Jesus, the first message that came to this earth from the angels was the angels saying to the people on the earth that Jesus was going to bring peace. Peace on earth and goodwill 
towards all men. Jesus could have sent a lot, lot of messages to this earth. Like, I want to take away pain. I want to give you money. I want to make you look beautiful. He could have said, I want you all to uh, uh, be the, the, the shining person. But he didn't, he didn't say none of that. He says, I've come to bring peace. I've come to bring peace not only to the world, because you could be in a world, but you yourself could be in turmoil. It is not necessarily only peace, because everybody wants peace. They want peace in the Middle East. You want peace in your city. As a matter of fact, New York City, since the COVID, a lot of shooting, a lot of uh, arms, a lot of people getting killed. Uh, and it seems like the devil has unleashed a lot of violence in big cities. But you could be in the midst of a storm, but you yourself could have the greatest peace that you have. When everybody else is worried about what is going on around, you could carry a certain value and virtue in your life. So the biggest thing for you to want to have in your life is not to go where there is peace, but for you to be the carrier of peace. Some people want to need to go on vacation to find their peace. Well, if I go to the Riviera, or if I go to the Mexican Peninsula, or if I go where the sea is beautiful and the beach is soft and pink, and, uh, and, and if I can just have uh, a beautiful, but you can spend $5,000, go to those places for four days, and maybe for four days you will be good, but when you come back, if you don't have peace inside of you, you will need another vacation to find the peace. So you don't need to go to any place to find peace. You need to find peace with God, and he is the prince of peace that gives you what you don't have if you are a Christian today there is no guarantee that you are a peaceful person now let me hold on one second you said pastor what kind of message you're preaching you do know that there's a lot of Christians who are very grumpy worried troubled and everything would bother them and they will get angry and they would get upset over everything I'm not saying you're not going to go to heaven you're barely going to make it in well what I'm saying is you're living a very disturbed life you're living a very uh, unruly life God doesn't need you to live that kind of life you should have peace in your spirit whether you're in the back jungles of Africa or in the interior of Guyana or whether you are in a basement in Queens or whether you live in a six-bedroom mansion peace should not be defined by where you are but peace should be defined by who you are Peace should not only be defined by who you are, but peace should be defined by whose you are. You are the child of the king. You are the child of the most living God. You are not yourself. You are born with, you are born as a prince and a princess. The Bible says in Jeremiah, before your mother formed you in her womb, I knew you and I have plans 
plans for you. And those plans are not bad plans, but those plans are good plans. Those plans are not plans that you could just go down to the supermarket. You got plans upon you. Tell your neighbor and say, neighbor, God has some plans for me. Uh, don't disturb me. God got some plans for me. Amen. Uh, tell your wife, don't disturb me. God got some plans for me. Tell your husband, don't disturb me. God got some plans for me. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, you can't get right up to anybody and be uh, and, and need their support and need their help because sometimes you don't make space for God, for God to bring his plan into your life. Uh, some of you need to divest from where and who you are with and stand before God and say, God, naked I came into this world and naked I will return. And because of that, I stand alone in the presence of Jesus the Nazarene. And I ask him, come and touch me one more time. Come and touch me one more time. The Bible says in John chapter 14, in John chapter 14, and I pray, 14 and verses 6, if they can put it up there. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter. Amen. I shall pray, and, and I will pray the Father, uh, and he shall give you another comforter. For I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me and, and and then he says in john chapter 14 and that same ver chapter verse 26 he continues to talk about the next level of who will come he says i am going but the comforter which is the holy ghost come on somebody some people want the Holy Ghost, but you don't understand. The Holy Ghost don't only bring tongues. The Holy Ghost don't only bring a, a, a dance. The Holy Ghost don't only bring a noise, but the Holy Ghost brings a comforter. He, he is the comforter. When everybody else is worried, he comforts you. When everybody else is troubled, he comforts you. You, you, you need to know that a Holy Spirit, he says, but the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost whom the Father will send in my name he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said to you I Jesus I'm teaching you for three and a half years but the Holy Spirit will be the teacher when I leave and go up I'm sending the Holy Spirit to teach you what I taught you. Some people need to hear it a second time. You heard it the first time with Jesus. Now the Holy Spirit is going to teach you all things. Some of people need to understand that you are lacking what you are supposed to get from the Holy Ghost. 
the Holy Ghost is going to slip next to you in the middle of the night and teach you things that the pastor can't teach you. He will teach you things that the choir can't sing to you. He will teach you things that the Bible school can't give to you. The Holy Spirit is about to give you revelations, truths, manifold, deeper things in your life that nobody can ever give it to you. Somebody need to know that you not only need to walk by faith, you don't only need to walk by yourself, you walk by faith and not by sight. When people want to know how it is that you're different, you tell them a heart from the Holy Ghost. Because the Holy Ghost in chapter 14 of John 26 says, I will teach you everything that Jesus first taught. Jesus says, blessed are they that mourn for they shall be comforted. Jesus says, blessed are the peacemakers for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And Pastor Mahay, sometimes we hear it one time, but he says in John 14, 26, what I teach you now on the mount, on the sermon on the mount, the Holy Spirit is going to teach you in their bedroom. The Holy Spirit is going to teach you when you walk and you talk with him. How many of us have ever had where the Holy Spirit put a check in you and you're about to say something, but you hold yourself back because the Holy Spirit speaks to you. You need to have a constant walk with the Holy Spirit. The way you deal with your children, the way you deal with your spouse, the way you deal with your fellow men. Sometimes the way you talk can make people discouraged, but the Holy Spirit is a check to check you. Come on, somebody. Anybody ever got checked by the Holy Spirit? Say, yeah. We want the Holy Spirit to check us. We want the Holy Spirit to check our tongue. We want the Holy Spirit to check our mind. You know, the mind is a terrible thing to waste. And the mind is what will cause you corruption. You can look at somebody and they could, you don't know what they're thinking about. But you could see them smiling, but their mind is overthinking. One of the things about depression is overthinking. You are thinking. You look at you look at that and you're overthinking. You look at your bills and you're overthinking. You look at how somebody smiled at you or somebody did not shake your hands and you're overthinking. Anybody helping me now? And you're thinking, you're thinking, you're thinking. The devil finds work for, for, for minds that are going to just be like that. But when you're mind is set on God and the Holy Spirit is your comforter. He comes to your mind and he holds your mind and, and your mind that was going at a hundred miles per hour he holds it back and he says this mind let this mind be in you which was in Christ Jesus and he holds your mind and instead of your mind starting to think she don't like me you start to think of the goodness of God and 
instead of your mind starting to think uh, I wonder if I wonder if they're against me you're not going to stay that way you're going to start to think of the goodness of Jesus uh, and all that he has done for me uh, instead of your mind thinking about those who did you wrong uh, and you're going to get back at them and you go to bed thinking how you hate them uh, and you wake up in the day thinking how you're going to kill them uh, and you wake up in the in the day thinking how uh, how you could get back at them uh, instead of that your mind is now fixed on good things uh, let this mind be in you which was in christ jesus somebody shout hallelujah Somebody shall hallelujah. And when this mind comes upon you as a comforter, we go back to chapter 14 and the next verse, verses 27. When the comforter comes, he says, I will bring peace. The comforter will bring peace. He says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you not as the world give give i unto you let not your heart be troubled john 14 and 27 he not only brings the comforter but the comforter will bring peace when the comforter brings peace you will be smiling it's like you're it's like people ask you are you on drugs all you're doing is smiling people want to know what happened to you you're sick no i'm not sick the comforter is on me and the comforter is the paraclete the, the paraclete means a helper the paraclete means one who comes alongside you the paraclete means he will be with you you are not going down this road alone because this road alone is going to make you give up and you're going to just hang in the towel but you're not alone in this road you're not walking down this road alone when the boss fires you he didn't fire you he didn't know who he fired he, he, amen he got rid of somebody who's anointed he got rid of somebody who could have helped his business but his loss god is going to open other doors don't give up when they fire you you got the paraclete with you you got the comforter on one side you got the peacemaker on the other side and when you walk you walk with victory and you walk with uprightness and you walk with god's anointing and you walk with god understanding and stepping forward and ordering your steps you're not alone when you're at the subways you're not alone god sends angels to be with you when you are a you when well if you're a babysitter you're not babysitting that child alone and that that family that got you like a babysitter they don't know who they got they got God's child. They got God's anointed baby. They got somebody there who is able, ready, amen, that got angels to spring into action. You are not no ordinary babysitter. You are a you are God sent babysitter. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The next time you go for an interview, don't go walking alone and think you're alone. You're not alone. God has sent God has sent the paraclete with you. He sent the Holy Spirit with you. The Holy Ghost is with you. And if you if you don't know, know a new word, you learn this new word. Paraclete. That's a Greek word. It means helper. 
It means coming aside. It means comforter. It means enabler. It means you're not alone, but he empowers you. For Acts says you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses unto me both in Judea and in Samaria and in the uttermost parts of the earth. And the power he gives is not only the dunamis power. It's not only the, uh, the, 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 uh, the, the Kratos power. But he gives you also the ecumenical, ecumenical power. He gives you power that you will tread upon serpents and shall not harm you. He gives you power that you shall go in the deepest of, of voodoo land and they can't touch you. He gives you power that if anybody wants to play hex and black magic upon your life, it will bounce off of you because you got power over you over over demons and devils and kingdoms uh, you 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 got power somebody shout hallelujah you got the holy ghost power you got the holy ghost power hallelujah and and what paul is doing here he's giving three things he's giving an example of next level peace he says my dearly beloved and and you can show this you can put that up there philippians 4 and 1 my dearly beloved i want to tell you that i long to tell you of two things i long to tell you of joy and crown he gives two words joy and crown i don't know if they can get the scriptures up there but the joy is the joy that was set before us he endured the cross he despised the shame and he sat on the right hand of the father but because of that there is joy unspeakable and full of glory that he imparts through the holy ghost upon your life and he not only gives you joy but coming with joy is the cousin called the crown for there is a crown of righteousness laid up for those who are faithful you, you, you don't understand that you, you got you got a big celebration coming your way nobody celebrated you upon this earth but up in heaven there is a great celebration for you for your faithfulness nobody called your name here but there's a name written in glory that they're calling somebody shout they're calling my name calling your name your name is 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 down there your name may not be in 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 here but it's up there he says my dearly beloved i long to tell you about this joy and this crown there is a crown that you're going to get some of you wanted to some of you wanted to be miss guyana and miss america and miss Barbies and miss Piarco and miss and and miss legos and miss whoever you might not be miss anybody nobody give you a crown down here but up there in heaven you're gonna stand before the master and he's gonna lay a crown on your head because of the joy that you have in the holy ghost somebody shout hallelujah you got joy unspeakable full of glory 
and then I don't have the time. He names some people. He talks of Eudeus and Sychich and, uh, uh, and all of these and Clement. And he says their names are in the book of life. And he says, if they can do it, let me ask you to do it too. Turn to your neighbor and say, there's some things you got to do to get to the next level piece. There's some things you got to do to get. He says, number one, in verses four. Hey, put it up there. Philippians chapter four. And verses 4, he says, Rejoice in the Lord always and again. I say rejoice. Pastor, what does that mean? How am I going to do it in my natural life? I can't do it. No, you can't do it in your natural life. In your natural flesh, you can't do it. Because when somebody irritates you, and they, they really get on your nerves, your last nerves. You stew your teeth. And who is she and who is he? And, and, and you can't get it out. But what the Holy Spirit does, he holds your tongue from stewing. He holds your mind from overthinking. And instead of going into stew and anger and worry, he turns your, your, your darkness into joy. And you start to rev up your joy and you rejoice. And nobody understands. You start clapping and you say, hallelujah start doing a little a little dance come on give me a little dance hallelujah they don't know what's going on but the holy ghost is upon you because you ain't gonna let your worry keep you down you know rejoice in the lord always and again i say rejoice when my wife don't cook a soft roti and it's a hard roti and I used to take the roti and throw it in her face now I take the roti and I put it down and I make I make I make I turn the roti into clapping amen I start clapping the roti and making it soft and I start singing joy unspeakable and full of glory I'm rejoicing I'm rejoicing I'm rejoicing when that husband, amen, who, who abuses you and he refuses you and he wants nothing to do with you and you are depressed and dark and your spirit is dumb, you're going to say, this is not the life I was called to live. I was called to live the highest level of peace in my soul joy in my heart i was called to do philippians 4 4 rejoice in the lord always and and, and sometimes you got to do it for repetition sake and again i say rejoice i wonder i want i want god to test us out over the next 24 hours that before this next level peace you used to cry in your bed you used to go in a corner and say nobody likes me now you ain't gonna do that because your god is your paraclete you got words you got word devil i got words he's my paraclete he is my helper he's my comforter he is my peace giver he is my joy unspeakable and full of glory i am going to rejoice and be glad in it Rejoice is from the Greek word karios. Kayo. Kavio. This is not a word you're using. Ka Turn to your neighbor and say kario. 
don't carry on karyo karyo means that you are favorably disposed to god's grace karyo means you are favorably disposed to god's grace when i think of the goodness of jesus and all he has done for me my heart cries out hallelujah thank god for saving me you have a karyo you have a favorable disposition to god's grace when somebody talk about you it is not god that is gossiping about you it is little minions who don't know much about the things of god who's talking about you i got news for you god is talking about you and he has good things to say about you he says that's my child that's my child that's my child that's my child he has been or she has been faithful and joyful and rejoicing i want the next time that the devil tries to steal your joy you stand up wherever you are and say devil you can't take my joy joy in the holy ghost i'm about to rejoice somebody hold don't hold me back i'm about to rejoice somebody don't stop me from shouting i'm about to rejoice somebody don't stop me from having a pep in my step i'm about to rejoice i'm about to rejoice i'm about to, oh when the music plays I don't need the music, but when the music play, it is a, it is a, a icing on the cake. I can rejoice a next level. Amen. I, I don't have no big music when I'm doing, but I got the music of heaven upon me. I got the peace of God upon me. I got the anointing of God upon me. I got the paracletes upon me. I got the karyos upon me. And when I get the, and when I, when I think of God and I think of his goodness, my heart cries out hallelujah i want you to start practicing that today let your heart cry out in the middle of in the middle of you eating your your doll and rice and in the middle of of you having your cook up whatever you're going to eat today uh, put your plate down and say <laughs> and when when they want to know what happened to you like 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 this girl go like this girl this, this, this girl gotta go to the madhouse say ain't no madhouse i am mad for jesus i'm rejoicing for jesus hallelujah look what the lord has done he took my body he healed my sick he turned me around look what the lord has done somebody high five somebody and say look look what the lord has done rejoice in the lord always and again i say rejoice i say rejoice i say rejoice in sickness i say rejoice in pain did you know that there is a healing when your mind connects with positivity and to the divine throne of god that if you have pain and you think about that pain all the time you are going to wallow in pain you're going to cry in pain you're going to you're going to die in pain but when you you take that pain and you say i think of the goodness of jesus and all he has done for me rejoice in the lord always and again i say rejoice Hallelujah. so when you go home Kaulisar is sitting at the table and Ramgoli is across the table and suddenly Kaulisar stands up and says look what the Lord has 
And, and, and Ram Goli said, what has happened to you, lady? You're crazy. Say, I ain't crazy. The Lord has done something for me. I can't keep quiet about it. You know, we keep too quiet about who God is to us. We keep too quiet about this God that we serve. We only keep noise in the two hours here. But what about when you go down in the marketplace? You shout hallelujah. Thank God. You know the king. You know the king. You know the king of kings. I rejoice. Start rejoicing. Rejoice means you're going to be happy for your neighbors. Rejoice means you're going to be happy for them. You're not caught up in yourself. You are here to inspire your neighbor. One of the biggest problems with people not getting out of the depression is they think every, the whole world is on their head. My, 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 the world is on my head. I woke up and I had this problem. And I woke up and I'm like, and then if you really hear the next lady's problem, you will say, God has been good to me. I ain't got that kind of problem. You all know the story about the man with the banana. He was complaining. All I had was one banana, one banana, one banana, one banana. And he was, he was murmuring and he was complaining. And he ate the banana. And he threw the banana skin down. And he continued complaining. But then he looked back and somebody else who had nothing. All he had was the banana skin that that guy felt. He picked up the banana skin and ate it. And the man who was complaining that he only had a banana, he says, wow, God, please forgive me because you give me more than you give. I have more than he has. And God started to convict him. We must be rejoicing. And as I said last week, contented in whatever situation you're in. Come on, somebody shout hallelujah. Not only should you rejoice in the Lord always, but number two, he says, look at verses five. That's verses four, verses five. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. The word moderation means gentleness, meekness, means you are not going to go to extremes you are going to be able to be approachable and it says when you do that let it be known to all men people must not know you by being a cuss bird people must not know you that you are the one that gets vexed all the time people should not know you that you are the one who causes all types of problems they should know you because you're a meek person they should know you because you are a moderate person another word for this is forbearance you have patience that's what they should know you for they should know you not because you you you, you fly off the handle at every least thing you get angry at everything no they should know that you are a gentle person you're a meek person you're a soft person. You're somebody approachable. You know, there's some people you can't approach. In Guyana, they call them bigoty. Well, she bigoty. She believes she got so much and so proud. 
People must not define you as that. If anybody defines you as that, start to let the Holy Spirit work upon you. Come on, you need to clap for that. Because when, when the Holy Spirit works upon you, you are going to become change. And you have the next level peace in your life. Next level peace means that you are gentle, you are moderate, you are forbearing, you are patient. And then it says, the Lord is near to you when you do it. For the Lord is at hand. Some of us, we send away the Holy Spirit the way we act. We act like we own the world. We act like if the world owes us everything. You don't understand that naked you came into this world and naked you will return. And only the grace of God have you going today. Look, that man, Roach, uh, he died. He was, he was in church last week. Two weeks ago, he came visiting us here in church. I saw him a week ago young fellow in his late 50s 60s just suddenly died yesterday afternoon right near to his bed you have to know that you will live gentle peaceful quiet life and be able to act that way in front of your neighbor your friends and your family even your family should know that you're different they should not know you know everybody has a little a little a little don't mash my corn you know don't mind you do everything but don't mash the corn well i want to challenge you let people mash that corn now because if you're going to go to the next level of peace let that corn be mashed because when that corn is mashed and you overcome, then you go to the next level of life. Then you go to the next level of your existence with God. Then the paraclete gets into action. And then the Holy Ghost doesn't run away. The Holy Ghost is like a dove, gentle to run away. But the Holy Ghost is going to stay for, he says, the Lord is at hand. Some of us don't understand that the Lord is at hand when you're going in the darkest of the valley and when you're dung in the valley and when you're up in the mountain, the Lord is with you. And when the Lord is with you, nobody can touch you. And when nobody can touch you, you will have the sustenance, you will have the ability, you will have the continence, you will have the patience, the meekness, the gentleness, the forbearance, and the moderation. You will have it all because the Lord is with you. Turn to your neighbor and say, the Lord is with you. The Lord is with you because he woke you up this morning. The Lord is with you because you, you, you went through a lot of trials, but yet you didn't complain. The Lord is with you. The Lord is with you because down in the valley, when you could not make it, when you could not make it, he picked you up, turned you around, 
plant your feet on higher ground. The Lord is with you. The Lord is with you. When nobody was with you, the Lord was with you. You remember those days when you cried alone. You remember those days when nobody called you. Well, don't worry. God is with you. He says, the Lord is at hand. Somebody raise your hands and say, the Lord is at hand. The Lord is at hand. He's at hand. He's at hand. He's at hand in your home. He's at hand in this church. The Lord is at hand in your going out and in your coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. The Lord is at hand. And then the final thing is, you not, he says now in verses 6, we went to verses 4, rejoice in the Lord always. Verses 5, let your gentleness be made known. Verses 6, be careful for nothing. Another, another translation, be anxious for nothing. But in everything by prayer, supplication, thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Now let me open that up. Be anxious for nothing. Some of us, we have some big things happening over the next two weeks, over the next month. And you're anxious. Anxiety is hitting you. You got you, you, you to pop a tablet to go to bed because you don't know what's going to happen. You, 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 you have an interview and you say, Lord, I got to get this job. You don't understand. You don't got to get nothing. Because even if that door closed, God's going to open up seven doors. Sometimes you got too much anxiety and you're cornering God in a corner. I got to get it. I got to get it. And God says, no, that's not what you need to get. Is there anybody here listening to me? Some people don't understand that if God denies you of something, he's protecting you for a better something down the road. And you don't understand when one door is closed, he will open up seven doors. And you are proud in about the door that is closed. And God says, I got better than what you were expecting for you to have. Come, I need you to shout hallelujah. I need you to know that my God shall provide all your needs. I need you to understand that anxiety is going to kill you. I need you to understand that worry is going to make you go to the madhouse. I need you to know that when you are depressed, you can't praise God. You can't shout. You can't leave your bed. You can't do nothing. I need you to get out of that place that place of darkness listen we all have been in dark places but you don't need to stay in no dark place i remember elijah elisha elijah was in a dark place and he fell under the juniper tree but god is a restoration for every man jack including the preacher he can fall in depression anybody ever fall in depression don't raise your hands but there's some many people have always had dark times and dark uh, dark moments and dark periods and we don't know how to get out of it well you're hearing a word today get out of your darkness somebody high five your neighbor and say neighbor this is a moment for us to get out come on stand to your feet I want you to high five somebody and say get out get out get out amen be careful for nothing be anxious for nothing tell your neighbor neighbor I'm going to
to the next level. Are you coming with me? Neighbor, I'm going to my next level of peace. Are you coming with me? Amen. Some are going to come. Some are going to stay back. But I need the church to raise your hands and say, count me in. I'm going to the next level. I'm going to the next level with God. Come on, somebody start to praise God. Unleash this special peace. Put, put that verse back again. Verses 6. Be anxious for nothing. This is the key. If I'm going to have peace, if I'm going to have my next level peace, I'm going to make this my verse. Be anxious for nothing. Be worried about nothing. Pastor, you don't understand. I got a lot of trouble in my mind. The more you think about the trouble that you have, is the more it will envelope you, control you, and it will bring you to nothing. It takes a man and a woman of God with the paraclete with the Lord next to you to throw off your troubles. Where? Put it back. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, give thanks. And when, but in everything by prayer. Here is how, number one, I got to clothe it in prayer. If my anxiety is going to get a hold of me, I have to start first praying. What is prayer? Prayer is speaking to the king who made you, who is ready to hear you, because everybody else you got to make an appointment to get to, including some big shots. You can't go to them and talk to them. But my Lord is a 24-hour hotline available anytime when i call upon him he will answer me is anybody ready to go to prayer he says i go to prayer and in prayer when i go to prayer keep it up there when i go to prayer he says i must pray i must have supplication with him in the name of jesus and when I supplicate with him, it must come with humility, my supplication. Supplication is a next level of getting before God. Supplication means I am coming before him as a sweet incense rising from the altar to rise to heaven. And that it is no Pharisee prayer. Well, Lord, you know me. I give my tithes. I am the best looking in the church. I wear the biggest, fanciest suits. When I walk, everybody watches me. That's not supplication. Supplication is humility in prayer when I put it before God. And my supplication is laced with praise and thanksgiving. It is not praying, Lord, I am in trouble. And this trouble, Lord, I don't know why you put me in this trouble. 
and this trouble, Lord. If I had known it, I wouldn't even do this, Lord. And Lord, you know, I don't know if I want to serve you, Lord. No, that's that kind of prayer is not going to, the prayer has to have thanksgiving with it. I want to come before you, Lord, and I want to thank you for waking me up this morning. I want to thank you for giving me food on my table. I want to thank you, Lord, for giving me clothes on my back. I want to thank you, Lord, that I don't, I'm not slung up in Jamaica hospital, but I am healed and delivered. Somebody need to go before God with thanksgiving. You need to go before God with worship. You need to go before God with praise. There's some people, they only call three words before God. God, I want to thank you. God, I want to praise you. Oh, Lord, thank you. Thank you. Oh, Lord. You got to start going prayers beyond that. Start talking to God. What did God do for you? He healed, he healed you when you could not get healed. Hallelujah. Hey, my mom went to the hospital a month and a half ago. Amen. And they, when they first went in, they did tests. And it was almost like, now, mommy, don't tell me you're going to be embarrassed. Let me talk your story a little bit. Maybe the diabetes would have taken her over where she had to take insulin. But in one week, God turned that situation around. And she didn't have to do it. Come on now. That's the kind of God we serve. He is able to deliver you from the outcome of the enemy. He's able to turn your situation around. You got to go before him with thanksgiving. You got to go before him in praise. You got to start telling him all the things he has done for you. Is there anybody who holds he has done some good things for you? Somebody shout hallelujah. Anybody want to go to the next level of peace? Anybody want to go to the next level of understanding? Anybody want to go to the next level of contentment? Anybody want to go to the next level of rejoicing in the Lord? And again, I say rejoice. Well, start to practice rejoice. Start to practice it. Tell your neighbor, I thank you, Lord. Tell your neighbor how he has done so much for me. Tell your neighbor, I rejoice in the Lord. Tell your neighbor, I don't know what he did for you, but I know what he did for me. He healed my body. If he hasn't healed you yet, say, I'm expecting a healing. If he hasn't touched you yet, say, I'm expecting a touch. If, if he has, hey, with thanksgiving. Somebody need a thanksgiving. Somebody need to give God a shout and a praise. Amen. Sing a song. Sing a song. Amen. I need seven of you to run to the altar, spend one minute and praise God and go back. Come on, let's rejoice. Seven at a time. Seven, seven at a time. Spend one minute and then go. Come on. Yeah, yeah, that's enough. That's Victory enough. Wait, is wait, mine. wait. Come Victory on, give God thanks. Come on, come on. Victory today is mine. I told Satan, get thee behind. Victory today is mine. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Joy 
is mine. Joy is mine. Joy today is mine. Oh, I Satan, get thee behind. Seven more. Joy today is mine. Oh, peace is mine. Peace is mine. Peace today is mine. Oh, I told Satan, get thee behind. Peace today is mine. Oh, joy is joy. Oh, joy. Joy is mine. Say, I told, I told Satan, get thee behind. Joy, joy today. Oh, joy is joy. Oh, joy is mine. Joy today. Say, I told Satan, get thee behind. Joy today is mine. Not a seven of you to come on out. Let's, I'm up here. Keep singing. Eight. Not a I'm seven. Come on, come on. If you didn't come out, you need to come on out. Joy Spend a minute. Spend a minute. Go right back. Joy is mine. Joy is mine. Joy today is mine. Say, guys understand what an altar is this is the space for you to put incense before God I don't want you to stay in your seat to put incense before come to the altar spend a minute come on I don't need to stop you come spend a minute get deep behind joy today say freedom is mine Freedom is mine, freedom is mine, freedom today is mine. Oh, I told Satan, get me behind, freedom today is mine. Say victory is mine, victory, victory, victory today. Said I, I told Satan, get today. Oh, in the name, in the name, yes, Satan will have to flee. Oh, tell me, who can stand before us when we call on that great name? Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus, we have the victory. We got the victory. We got the victory. Joy is 
your hands to these folks up here in the name of Jesus you're a God you're a life-changing God you're a life-changing God these who are up here are making a decision over the next two weeks life-changing I pray that as they stand at this altar that angels will come upon them and put wisdom upon their mind and let your presence be upon them and like Philippians let the Lord be upon them and the Holy Spirit the paraclete to be the helper upon their life whatever words they have to say you speak through them whatever way they have to decide you decide it for them and whatever is going to be decided, let it be according to your will. And I pray that over the next two weeks as they make this decision, they, you will give them comfort. Comfort for the Holy Spirit is the paraclete, he's the comforter. And when they decide, it will be done and it will be well. Nobody can say what they did was what they should not. I pray that every decision, and some of you are going to make decisions regarding your health. Some of you are going to make decisions regarding your life. Some of you are going to make decisions regarding jobs. Some of you are going to make decisions regarding, re regarding uh, wills and estates and regarding wh whatever, a business, a next level, whatever it is. I pray in the name of Jesus that your will be done. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus. Come on, let's give God praise for them. In Jesus' name we pray. Hallelujah. 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 We thank you, Lord, for you're an awesome God. If you came with pain, I want you to put your hands where the pain is. 
If you're watching us, I want you to put your hands on the pain wherever it is in your living room. Could be your back, it could be your neck, it could be your elbow, wherever it is. Play something quietly in the background. Jesus, Son of David, send your healing power. Send your healing power right now. Eliminate pain, eliminate sickness, disease. In Jesus' name, those who are watching by television, those who are watching by social media, every pain has to go. If you have a stomach virus, put your hand in your stomach. Every virus, every stomach ailment, in the name of Jesus. If you've been experiencing headaches, put your hands in your head. I pray in the name of Jesus. Every pain, every headache, every migraine, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. In this, you lift a song, we're closing, and you get yourself prepared to give to God. But just hold on, we just went, this is a great atmosphere of worship. He touched me, I don't know if you know that one. Oh, oh. Touch me and all and all the joy that floods my soul. Something happened now. Touch me. Come on, rejoice. Oh, he touched me. Rejoice. And all the joy that floods my soul. Oh, something happened. if you're here and you want this Jesus who can give you the peace that passes all understanding if you die tonight where will you spend eternity this Savior is ready to pull you in his arms save you if you're watching I want you to say this prayer after me if you need this peace if there's anybody here who can say pastor please pray for every head bow every eye closed I want, if I die tonight, I want to go to heaven. 
I want to say this prayer to get salvation. Raise your hands across the church. Say this prayer, dear God. I ask you right now to forgive me of my sins. Wash me, O oh God. I ask forgiveness of all the wrong things I have done. Come into my life. Wash me by the blood. From this moment, I accept you as my Savior. My Lord, I'll serve you from now. I dedicate my life to you. And what I heard today, I want that next level peace. I now seek it with all my heart. I will read about it. I will meditate about it. I will seek it. I will find it. And I will live by it in the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody shout hallelujah. Amen. The Bible says if there's one sinner that repents, heaven rejoices in the name of Jesus. I want my dad. He's going to come. He's going to just end us off. Keep standing. Let's get our offering, our tights. There are three ways of giving. You can go to our website, libertychurchny.org, and give securely there, debit or credit card. You can go to Cash App, Liberty CH, and there you can give. Or right here, right now, in an envelope, you can put your debit and credit card together. And the ushers are coming to pick up your offering. Amen. Lift it before they come. Lift it before you come. Say, in the name of Jesus, Jesus, I give this to God. I give this to God. Willingly. Willingly. May it go forth. I go forth. To extend the kingdom. To extend the kingdom. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We're thankful for you. Amen. We're thankful. Hallelujah. As you give, next week, how many services we're going to have? Amen. How many of you were here for the second one, the last millennium? Shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many of you are looking forward to being here for the second service? Shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want you, if you have a kid, if you have a grandkid, if you have a young adult, stay, stay back for that service. Stand in the gap. And if you could, bring them to that service. One o'clock next Sunday, the second service. Don't go anywhere. We're going to have some food upstairs. You go upstairs, get a little snack, come down back at one o'clock. It will be great and awesome. We're standing in the gap for our next generation. How many of you know somebody who's between the ages, let's say, of 16 right on to 40 who don't go to church? Raise your hands. Hmm. Y'all don't know people. 16 to 40. I'm talking about people from your job. I'm talking about people, your cousin, auntie, uncle, daughter. I'm talking about some nephew or niece. Come on, raise your hands, whether they're here or wherever. They could be in, they could be in, in Trinidad. They could be wherever. Raise your hands. Amen. Say, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I am praying for their salvation. I'm praying for their salvation. And if they're here. And if they're here. In New York. In New York. I am going to try to bring them. I'm going to try to bring them. Even if they can't come. Even if they can't come. I'm standing in the gap for them. I'm standing in the I will gap be in that service next Sunday. Amen. You sung well Praise in God. Jesus' name. Amen. Remember, as we are about to close, don't go anywhere. 
You're going to get set up for the pastor's book release. Amen. Go ahead. Finish it off. And, amen. Five o'clock. Praise the Lord. Thank God for a good service. Good singing. Wonderful. Praise the Lord. One man says that he come in dry, but when he left the, whenever he left the service, is full of joy and glory and everything else is strong again to go for another week. Amen. And thank God we are able to go for another week because of all that we received this morning. Praise the Lord. You receive peace, trippy. You receive peace. You receive prayer. And you receive power. Three peace. The three peace. You ever see the television, three peace? <laughs> yes, I give it to you now. Power, peace, and prayer. Power, peace, and prayer. So, Father, we thank you this morning for your good service, for your good message. Lord, I pray that uh, we will be able to apply the message, the words that we've heard in our hearts, that we will make peace. Amen. You, you said in Hebrews twelve fourteen, follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. So bless your people, empower your people, and help them to be, oh God, uh, protected from all sickness and disease. This we pray in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. And you're dismissed and say amen. Amen. Give up your offering. Amen. If you give your offering, you're dismissed. If you're not, stay in your seat until. <laughs> Thank you. God bless.